welcome to this Simplify podcast. Today, I'm really eager about getting answers to some of the questions on how you start up a digital business, what it requires to be a female entrepreneur, and what kind of leadership it requires to start up a business. My name is Sarah Schuller-Lass, and I'm the founder of the company Simplify. To get answers on some of my questions, I have invited Lisa Dalsko, who is CEO and founder of goodypack.com and startup works at Olbehuslot. Lisa will actually help me to answer some of the questions, and she is recognized as a female entrepreneur of the year 2016, and she has founded goodypack.com and, like I said, started up an office environment in Olbo. Welcome to you, Lisa. You'll be with us for the next 30-45 minutes. I'm really excited to hear your story, so can you please present yourself? Yes, and thank you so much for inviting me. So uh, my name is Lisa. I'm currently here in uh, in Aalborg, which is in the north of Denmark, and uh, I'm sitting here in a co-working space called Startup Works. Um, we have a castle, like a startup co-working space inside a real castle, uh, a really old castle, and we also uh, just now expanded here from first of uh, September to a new office as well, and uh, we have three more floors with startups, so we are 50 startups, tech startups here in Olbo right now. Uh, I also have my company uh, called Goodypack, what I and I'm working f- uh, with that company uh, in my every day. So Goodypack is a software tool where companies and um, event managers can create digital goodie bags and send them out to their guests. So it's not an app, but it's a software tool where the guests uh, will get a text message before an event with a link to a goodie pack. And then they will get practical information regarding the event and get some cool um yeah, cool discounts or stuff from the sponsors, and they will get that in the goodie pack link as well. So that's what we do. And uh, I'm 29 years old, and I live here in Alba with my boyfriend, and I have an apartment, and uh, I have no dogs or cats or spare time or anything like that. <laughs> but you have t- you have two companies, more or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually have three companies, but yeah. <laughs> the number three, what is that? But so, no, it's it's not like uh, really active because I don't have time, but I have a single mind company as well because I used to do a PR for a lot of Danish tech startups in the media and stuff like that. So I have that company <laughs> anyway. Okay. On the yeah. side as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's actually one of the reasons why I thought it was very interesting to speak to you, uh, Lisa, both because uh, you've almost been an entrepreneur all the all the time, all your working life, and also because you, you have done different experiences of starting up uh, both the office environment but also goodie pack so why did you actually start up goodiepack.com yeah why did i start so um, before uh, i okay so when i finished school and the university then i got a job as an editor-in-chief of this danish uh, digital tech media so it was like supposed to be tech crunch just in a danish version for the european market 
And uh, I was the editor in chief of that magazine because I had some experience with media and marketing. But then, um, then I just found out that I was actually sitting on the wrong side of the table. So I didn't want to write about all these entrepreneurs as I uh, was doing. So I was not happy at all because I realized that I was sitting on the wrong side of the table. That I wanted to be some of the, these people that I <laughs> was writing about. So, um, so I had to do something. So I actually quit my job and quit my apartment and quit everything I had in order to make myself even more happy. So, um, and I decided that I should either live in New York or I should um, have a tech startup and be a tech startup founder. Um, but I didn't know which type of tech startup it should be because I didn't have an exact idea. But uh, so I moved to New York and said, uh, then I will go for that experience as well. And in New York, I met a lot of cool people uh, within the first two months already. And I was offered a job uh, with a company called AirHelp. Uh, I met them uh, at a big tech event in New York and they were moving to New York because they had so many um, American sponsors and investors. So they had to be closer to them. And uh, they were leaving the Danish market and had to find somebody who could be in charge of the Danish market. So they asked me. Uh, I actually got another job offer so in uh, New York. So first I passed them down and said, uh, thank you so much for asking, but no thank you because I'm staying in New York. But uh, the other thing didn't went through. So I ended up saying yes to AirHelp. And then I made an agreement saying, so I, I want to help you guys and want to work for you guys if I can have my own company on the side. Because I knew that I didn't want to work for anyone. I wanted to have my own. But I also knew that these AirHelp guys were some of the coolest tech startup people we have in Denmark. So I could really learn a lot from working with these guys. So it was a great opportunity as well. So I said yes. And then I had my own first single man company in um, in uh, yeah in Copenhagen where I lived at that time and I did a lot of PR for uh, Danish tech startups uh, on the side while working for AirHelp as their country manager and doing of course PR and collaborations for them as well and then uh, at some point I found out that it was not like independent consultant uh, entrepreneur that I wanted to be so I knew that I wanted to be like a tech software um, entrepreneur and have like a product and not sell my own working hours so I knew that that's that's uh, that's what I wanted to do but I needed to figure out what so I started looking at uh, so I started looking at my own experience and what I know something about and my interests and stuff like that so I actually started out mapping all these things that I was really interested in and I came up with an idea uh, that was another company before I had this company. And my idea was that um, I knew a lot about media and marketing and I have uh, been in the fashion industry and in the design industry. So I wanted to make this uh, platform, uh, online platform where um, new or upcoming designers and the bloggers, this was like five years ago <laughs> soon. So, but bloggers and new upcoming designers, they could find each other in this platform uh, because they were all first movers and really needed each other. But there was no like a platform for this. So that's what I wanted to do. So um, I reached out to an old colleague and asked if he could help me create the product because I couldn't program anything. And uh, I persuaded him and he said yes. And while he was working on that, 
I was like um, waiting uh, to see what I could do. And I started creating a brand because that's what I do. So um, I created the first digital fashion event in Copenhagen, in the Copenhagen Fashion Week. So uh, this was actually how it all started because I took what I knew from a physical normal event and did it as digital as I could. And then we created some kind of a version of a digital goodie bag just for fun. And uh, so this was actually the first time where I did digital goodie bags. And it was not my intention to create a new company or create a new specific product and stuff like that. It was just a coincidence because I wanted to create this event uh, and make people talk about the event. And um, so it, it happened and uh, all these guests and influencers and bloggers and famous people came to me and said, oh, this is really nice because we want all this stuff, but we don't want to carry it. We don't want to carry it physically because we want to go to other events. So it's really nice that it's in a digital version on my mobile phone so I can get it uh, and go get it the next day uh, directly in the sponsor's stores and stuff like that. So you actually uh, tried out your idea before you started the company, so to say. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. That's and, and, a good point. Yeah. Mm. So that actually maybe leads over to what you think and consider to be important to have in mind when you start up a new business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I think you should uh, like you should just get started. <laughs> There's no. I, I I meet so many people and and uh, a lot of females as well who says so. I don't know if I dare to do it. So I would say just do it. <laughs> get started. Get going. Uh, also because um, don't create a company before you have to get the first money. I would actually say because. Uh, a lot of stuff maybe you can start paying with your own money in the beginning so until you have some customers that needs a, a real piece of paper <laughs> don't create the company because it's it takes such a long time with all the paper and practical stuff um, so make sure that uh, that you have a product that you like and you can sell and, and see that you can sell it and then you can create a lot of the practical stuff maybe later um, but it is possible to just sell it and then do all the paperwork later so get started and try it out and my best advice I think would be um, to get the dialogue with your customers because One thing is to get an idea that you want to make digital goodie bag as a new marketing and communication tool, but but how do you do it? Like nobody else has done it exactly in, in this way with the uh, text messages and links and stuff like that. So how do you do it and how do you make it work and what are the customers' reaction and, and how much money should you take for it and, and stuff like that? There's no answers. So you have to figure everything out yourself and you can only do that in dialogue with your customers. In dialogue all the time. And and have you used some some different methods or approaches to do this, or have you just been doing it because uh, due to your background or and professional knowledge, or are there anything you can recommend others to use? Um, that's a good question. So first of all, of course, I have an education, a bachelor and a, and a master degree, but but I don't see that that you need specific theories in order to get started. You just need to really, really want to do it uh, and you need to believe in yourself. So you need to um, be honest and humble and say to your customers and say, hi, so I'm going to create this company that's going to do like this and this and this, and I'm sure it's going to be a big success. 
so maybe you want to join or not. So you know, so you need to believe it yourself. And 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 if you don't believe it in, if you don't believe it yourself, then you need to work on that because that's the first thing. And then if you believe it yourself, nobody else is in doubt if you're not in doubt. So 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 that is the tool and the theory that's the most important, I think, in my everyday. So so you need to figure out. Uh, how uh, what what should it take in order for you to be so secure so secure that you can do it um, and um, and then you should just go in dialogue with your customers of course be humble and say hey maybe i don't have a product yet but i'm going to have one soon and it's going to be really nice and really cool and i'm sure you want to be a part of it so so don't sell anything that's like too much and so they will say that you're lying or like you don't have uh, everything in order and stuff like that but be honest and 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 just be persuasive and believe in yourself that you're going to do this and it's going to be amazing and 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 if you're just like that <laughs> i'm sure people will come and they want to join But it seems like um, you also mentioned in the beginning that for you, you were quite quite clear on that you did not want to work for anyone. <laughs> And mm. you you were actually cl- quite clear on that you wanted to have a product. You were quite clear on what, what am I good at. Mm. Um, are these f- three components really relevant to start yeah. up? Yeah. yeah, of course. Also because, so I would never do, I use this example a lot, but I would never do anything and have a company that has to do anything with horses mm. <laughs> because I don't really like horses. And if you are creating your own startup and company, it will take a lot of years and you are doing this, this for the long run. And so you need to be in a business that you really like and really love. I would never just do it for the money, even though it was a cool company. I would never create a phone company just because I could make a lot of money for it. Um, I would uh, create something in my business, in in the industry that I'm familiar with and the industry that I really love, which is, in my case, media and marketing. Um, so find out like which industry do you belong to? Is it like a specific industry, as I'm saying, media and marketing, or is it more like um, more like uh, graphics and creative, or is it my more like I want to be a consultant and help people, or is it like I want to have a platform doing something, or like a physical product doing something specific in a specific business, or like which industry and business are you in? Uh, that would be the first, also because. Your product can change so so much in this um, in this development. So don't set on the product, set on the business, because maybe in a year your product is a completely other product that uh, than uh, than the time that you started out. So so be it be in it for the business and not for the product. Mm. And and um, how do you think it's uh, you can find out what business you're in? Where are the potentials? Have you worked with that, or have you simply just gone through due to your stomach feeling of this is what I like, this is what my passion is about. Yeah, so I think it, it starts already when you are like educated and you find out. So, do you like numbers or do you like visual stuff or do you like sitting down or do you like getting up and working up, standing up all day or like uh, which type of person are you and 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 what do you like and how do you feel when you do different stuff. So it's like I would definitely separate between is it like a, a consultant business. I think because a consultant business is like um, for me difficult to scale 
but it also for a lot of people creates a lot of freedom you can decide your own work hours and you can decide whatever you're helping people with and maybe you can scale and help people with more stuff than in the beginning but uh, but it's a consultancy business is a company that is dependent on hands, like in, in real people. And if there's somebody really, really good at something, and if he doesn't want to be in your company anymore, it's difficult to sell what he was really good at if he's not there anymore. So make sure and decide if it's like a consultant company you want. There's a lot of benefits uh, with having a consultant company as well. Or if it's like more in a product wise, is it like a product that I want to create a product, a physical product or digital product? And then I want to find out how I could scale it and make it even bit bigger. So I think that would be the first decision in this uh, map uh, to decide if it's like a product you want to sell or is it your own work hours you want to sell. Mm. And and um, due to this this process, you have you said also you just started up and tried out things as a uh, some some uh, uh, when they start up or want to start up especially within digital they maybe need some investment or they think it's difficult to get started unless they have a certain kind of money to start up on uh, what what do you recommend to to pitch if you want to yeah if you need either for investors or customers or sponsors um, yeah so in my point of view i i hear a lot of people saying oh, there's no money, there's no money, and I need money, and I need investment to get started, and I don't believe it at all. <laughs> so so I'm not in that perspective. I never got investment, so maybe I will look for it for at some point, but I, I didn't look for it, and I can tell you why. Because, okay, so if you have a consultancy business, you will never need investment because you are selling your work hours, so you are the product, and you can get started from tomorrow. So you don't need investment for that. If you look at the product-wise, you could look at a physical product or you could look at a digital product. If you have a physical product, yes, then you need investment in order to uh, produce your product because there's, uh, maybe you need to go to China and find a, a company that can help you there or something. But then you might need investment. Uh, and then I would go, of course, doing some... Uh, I would go for crowdfunding and and other companies in the business i would talk to people who knows how to do it and how they started i don't know much about physical products so i'm not an expert in this but go for the crowdfunding companies and look up on google which companies danish companies have been doing crowdfunding and talk to these people there's also crowdfunding a crowdfunding union and stuff like that talk to these people as they know some more but of course if you have a physical product you need money in order to get started. So so uh, you have done a lot of stuff uh, by yourself, simply uh, building up, going out, testing stuff. Uh, also, it sounds like you've been aware of when to involve the right competences and uh, and skills and so on. How important do you actually think it is to, to yeah, both have the customers involved, but also working with this brand building from the beginning? Hmm. Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think maybe I can give the right answer because 
I'm like, uh, my background is in branding and marketing. So everything I think about, I think about how I can find the right angle or I can find like a hole in the market and I can place my company or my profile or something there in the market. So I'm thinking about branding all the time. <laughs> so I don't know how it is not to, to, to think about this. But um, so for me, it's just a natural part. So I don't sit down and say, now I think need to think about branding and stuff like that but i'm aware of it all the time so in my head i'm like uh, looking at where do i see some holes in in the market so i see this positioning maps all the time or whatever it is called so it's like i see hmm so so there's no a girl under 30 years old who has been saying in the media and stuff like that so hi it's me i'm a, if you need to talk about business and in northern jutland in denmark and uh, with a girl who's like under 30 years old then it's me you know so there's a hole in the market because nobody took that position so hmm, maybe that fits good with what i want to do and what i want people to when I want people to call me, I want people to call me when it's something with Northern Jutland or tech startups or it's like, um, yeah, business and, and in, in my area. So I want people to call me and then I'm going to take that position. <laughs> so it's like, uh, for me, it is really important to think about the branding, but it's first of all in the position, positioning kind of way. So figure out where's it, where's there a hole in the market? How can you stand out in the market that you're in? And then you need to uh, take that position and figure out what does it need to take that position. I can't answer that, but 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 I'm sure you can if you look at at uh, what you're surrounded with in that specific position. And and now you're working with a, a very digital approach, uh, also due to your background. And and how have you yourself used this digital approach and knowledge about customers and your users to actually grow your business and create more awareness? Um, so I don't really have a lot of experience no. <laughs> at all. No. So, uh, but I think I can be really persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I sound like I have it. But I don't have experience. So I worked for this AirHelp company and I, I worked as an editor where I wrote about how other companies did it. But that's the only thing I have. So I don't have anything more than that. So for me, it's like just trying everything out. So it's like I always have like, I don't know, 100 options. <laughs> so I like to draw these maps where I see this is all my options that I have. But I choose these two ways to go. But I have these hundreds ways that I could go, but I choose these two. And then it's like, um, then I want to go that way and then I just try it out. And then I always know, so if these two work, <laughs> these two doesn't work, then I have a lot of more that I could try out. So I'm just trying and trying and I'm not afraid of making mistakes because I have all these options and I know that I don't know which one is the right way to go. <laughs> And nobody can tell me that because nobody has done this before. So, but I, I have an overview of all my options. And as long as I have like 10 other options, I'm not afraid of making mistakes because this was just one way to go. And if that does, didn't work, okay, then I'm going to try something else. I'm not in doubt that I will reach my goal. I just don't know which way to go to get mm, it. Mm. And I'm going to figure that out. So so that's what I have in my head. <laughs> and uh, so I don't have uh, real answers on, on how to go there, but I know where I want to go. 
and uh, and 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 how I want to be, and I know the end goal. So I'll just figure out on the on my way. So I don't have um, specific strategies on how to do it, um, but I think the the thing that I've learned the most that I nobody told me this before. I was an entrepreneur, but but uh, or like real tech startup ish, but. The thing is that the thing with the customers and the dialogue with the customers, that is the most important that I learned at all. Also because even though I have a software company, and yes, you cannot uh, have a patent on your software company so other people can come and copy my company, yes. But the thing is that I have so much experience now. I've been working with this for two years. And if another company comes, they will start asking the questions to their customers that I started asking two years ago. So it will mean I have so much knowledge on how I'm so much further than if another company would start today. And that's why um, the dialogue with the customers is the most important because mm. you learn so much because that's, that's everything. Every time I learn something new, I learn it from my customers. So that's very much about being close to the customers and having this relation to understanding both mm. their needs and where they're moving moving to. Yeah. What do you think has been one of the most challenging things about starting up your own business? I think I found out that the most challenging thing is that nobody has actually done this before. Mm. Uh, so it's not like I'm creating a web shop. Or it's not like I'm creating a mobile phone company or something like that. So nobody has done this before. So there's no like recipe. And um, it's at the same time why I'm doing it, because otherwise it can be really big or it can be nothing at all. So it's it's really good for me because I can learn so much from this because nobody can tell me the right way to go. I'm going to figure it out myself. We were also talking about this, um, Lisa, about... Um being a female entrepreneur, if there's a difference in, of course, we're both females, so we maybe don't know how it is to be a man, but uh, but uh, you got recognized as the best female entrepreneur of the year in 2016. And we talked a little bit about how do you think this has influenced your business? Yeah, uh, so I'm not in doubt that maybe this was the best thing that happened to me. Uh, there's always this, uh, uh, yeah, you, I don't know, discussion about, uh, oh, so you just uh, got some recognition because you're a woman and not a male. And, and so, but I really don't want to listen to all that because there's always people who would be jealous or angry or not agree with you. So, so I don't really care about that. But the thing is that, so I got maybe after I won the category. So I was like doing a lot of PR and press and stuff like that because that's what I do. So people knew that I was the one who won this um, award. And for me, it was like, I think in one year I got 400 messages from other women and it was like uh, Facebook and email and Instagram and all other stuff uh, because uh, a lot of other people wanted to create, other women wanted to create a lot, uh, their own company and didn't know how to get started. And, you know, and it was like... Um, when I was out giving lectures and stuff like that, it was like young girls and 14 years old who said like, so I really want to start my own web shop, but I don't know how. And I didn't know how who to ask besides you. And I think for, for me, meeting these girls and women, it was like really eye-opening. 
And and that's why I don't care about the people who are criticizing on a board like this, because it is so important that we have some role models here that, that these girls and these women who can talk to and who also wants to talk to them. Of course, it's really, uh, it takes a long time to answer 400 emails and, and 400 people who want to drink coffee. And sometimes I, I can't do it <laughs> because I'm, I'm not like a, a success in that way. I'm making millions of money. So I need to focus on my own business and make a living for myself as well. Um, but of course, I'm trying to, to talk to people and, and, and try to at least have one meeting with them and maybe cannot be their mentor or something. But the thing is that it is so important that we have uh, people giving out and, and talking about their experiences like we do today, because that's how other people would not make the same mistakes as you Uh, that you did, but do you, what? What kind of uh, questions do you experience are, are the most urgent for when you experience yourself as a role model and you get all these uh, mails and stuff? If you should mention f- three areas, which is the most essential, yeah. you get. Mm, so I think there's no problem in the idea phase. <laughs> so a lot of people have ideas. It's not difficult to get ideas. So, so that's not a question or a problem at all. But the thing is, a lot of uh, women are like, you know, saying, so how do you get uh, the belief in yourself and the confidence to do it? Um, and that's like a really difficult question to answer because I have never been in another way. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just me, you know. But the thing is that um, I think, I think, of course, you can learn it. I think you can learn to believe in yourself and that's the most important because if you don't believe in yourself nobody else will believe in you. So so that is the most important and you need to to uh, to work on that. And if you don't find a way to to solve this problem if you don't believe in yourself then maybe you should not have your own company. I'm afraid to say so but but some people are not meant to have their own company because if you have your own company you need to be selling stuff. Otherwise, you cannot survive. And if you are not the one who would like to sell because you really don't believe in it, then find somebody else who believes in it. Find somebody else who has it fine with going out and saying, oh, this is going to be so cool. We're going to do like this and this and this. And you want to be a part of it, right? So, you know, find somebody else who wants to say that. It doesn't have to be you, but you need to have somebody saying that. Otherwise, you will not sell anything and you will not get a company that will survive at all. So 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 the confidence thing is really important, and uh, you have to work on that. And you have just have to say to yourself every morning, like I think I have like a work Lisa and a private Lisa, and my work Lisa has so much confidence. You cannot like say anything that like breaks me <laughs> work-wise, but privately, I'm, I don't have that much confidence at all. Uh, so so for me it's like even though I'm the same person so my work Lisa it is me but I, I just really have a lot of uh, uh, yeah uh, believe in myself <laughs> work-wise so it means that uh, that maybe it can help other people seeing these two different roles in some way and say now I'm at work so I'm a role then I'm like a boss and I'm a leader and I'm like these type of roles when I'm at work Um, and when I'm at home, I'm like this uh, nice one. I'm like uh, uh, not the one deciding everything when I'm at home, <laughs> you know. So it's like 
So maybe you can find out these different roles and, and put on a role when you go to work where you really believe in yourself. And maybe you can try it that way. I don't know if it works, but, but it works for me. And uh, another question I get is like, um, so, um, yeah, there's so many. So I get a question where they don't believe in your, uh, believe in themselves. And then it's like, uh, they don't know how to take the jump. So from going uh, from being em employed by someone to have your own company. Mm. So they actually have created the company and they have created maybe the product or the service that they want to sell, but they don't dare to take the step and go full time on their new company. I get that uh, question a lot as well. So it's very much about stepping out of the comfort zone and yeah. how to actually start scaling up and yeah. being on your own and having mm. the confidence uh, working with that part. Um, how, how do we actually think we can get even more females into tech uh, startups? Well, I don't think it's that big of a problem. Uh, yeah, okay, it is. First of all, I think that the schools should should be way better. So when when we have like when we want people to have like an intern with us, we have been out to different schools as well. And some schools who should be the ones educating these programmers. So the the language that they have learned is like really old now because the teachers maybe not that young anymore. So he's still teaching the thing that was popular when he was young. I don't know. But the thing is that we need better better education, especially in the programming way and also I think that we need um, the need to to work a lot more with entrepreneurship but I know that this new law and the uh, um, entrepreneur panel uh, the government has an entrepreneur panel and stuff like that they're working on it so it's really nice so I think it will come because so many people say this is so important and I think every entrepreneur in Denmark say says oh we need to have more entrepreneurships in the school so I think it will be better because everyone is like that Um, but another thing is that I think that we need more people and more women to stand out and say, so this is what I do. <laughs> and then, hi, here, here am I, and I'm doing this, and I'm like that, and I'm just a normal person like you, because that's what I saw. So in the, I see it as different generations, and in the generation uh, before me, it was like uh, Camilla Lee Valentin, Tina Thyssen, and uh, Mette Lykke from Endomondo. And it was like, I don't. I only think it was like three women. I couldn't like say more names uh, of more women in the tech world. So I'm sure that there were more, but I didn't know them uh, because I didn't see them in the media. And actually it was in the media who, who made the difference, right? So, and in my generation, so I'm the next generation because I looked at these women and I met these women and I saw that they were actually normal women. So it was like, if they could do it, I could do it, right? So it's much more about uh, having awareness of uh, those who's actually working with tech startups, uh, also yeah. being aware of uh, what are they doing, why have they success with what they do and, yeah. and what difference they can make. Yeah, we need to put them in the media or they need to do it themselves. Mm. So uh, so if we have more role mod models, then it's like, of course, it will be a normal thing. Mm. Uh, we don't have so much time, Lisa. I think we got uh, very much around here, but I would like to, to, if you should give shortly, free advice to people who would like to start up a business within digital, uh, what would that be? 
Okay, so it would be find out which type of uh, business and industry that you want to work in because your product product can change. So choose the industry. Um, then my next advice would be to um, to talk to your customers and, and get the dialogue in, in with the same. Like you need to, that's the first thing you need to do. The dialogue, develop your product with your clients. Like they're doing it for free and they might even pay you. To, to develop your product. So do that because that's what you need to prove to the investors and that's how you get a really good product and a product that's like, a, a, you know something that competitors would not know because you have the dialogue with your customers. Mm. So, so do that and the last thing is, I think actually believe in yourself and find out how you can believe in yourself. And maybe it should be to have like a work person, a work role or something. But it's like believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. And if you really believe in yourself, you can persuade anyone yeah. that you're good. That's a good advice. <laughs> so uh, do, do you think are there some uh, special advice you would give to women or girls who want to start their own business? Yeah, they should not be afraid at all because like they don't have anything to lose. And I think that... You can like you can be a mom and you could be an entrepreneur and you can be like if you're a student you have to get going because like you even get money from the state and now you have, maybe have some extra spare time so use it as soon as you can I would have wished that I was uh, at 14 years old I, I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur because then I could make so many mistakes when I was young and then I could be even better now today yeah and what would you definitely do again if you should start all over. Uh, I would definitely actually move to Aalborg, uh, even though I get that question a lot. But I see Aalborg as this uh, small country that like my small test market. And it's like I would rather be a big fish in a small sea instead of being a small fish in a big sea where there's so much com- competition and nobody would notice me. But be- because I'm up here, it's easier to stand out. And uh, and then I could use that to take in the whole country. So I would actually don't be afraid to to uh, to start in a small city at all. I see this as a big advantage. So uh, so I would do that again. Thank you very much, Lisa. I think you had some really interesting points about starting up a business and being a female entrepreneur. Uh, here we'll be ending the podcast, and I think hope you as a listener had some really good points and got some new learnings. Soon we will return with a new podcast where we'll focus on innovation, customer experience, or design leadership. Remember, you can actually follow Simplified Simplified.com, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, or you can sign up for our newsletter. We hope you had a great time and Please keep yourself updated on when we'll have new podcasts coming up. Have a pleasant day.